Tristan, another week's gone by and we've had yet another change at 10 Downing Street. My four-year-old son, I think, has seen four prime ministers. I'm 40 and I think I've seen eight, which just gives a demonstration of the level of change that we're seeing in the country at the moment. We're coming on today for a quick update to almost predict, look into our crystal balls at what on earth that means for the property market, where we've been for the last month and uh, how we think that will close out the year. You've got some stats for us from Rightmove, so why don't we start there? Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to talk about the market, what's going on. There's been a lot of talks that there's going to be a dip, there's going to be a correction and prices are starting to come down. But the truth is, looking at the facts of last month's Rightmove stats and this month's stats and looking at the overall for the annual, prices aren't coming down prices are actually still creeping up. So uh, month by month is up by 0.9% and it's up 7.8% on annual growth, which tells me that the market is still busy. But if you look at the other stat they've got here, buyer demand is also up by 20%, although it's normal levels from 2019. That still shows there's a good volume of people out there looking. And the only change that's happened in the last two weeks since the changes has been first time buyers have de- decreased because of the rate change i guess um but overall market's busy yeah i think it's a confidence thing isn't it if you don't know what's happening you're likely to step back for a short period of time and that reflects in what the banks are doing and what the media are saying so let's look at our own business sales so if you look at the last 4 to 6 weeks we had an initial huge amount of property fall through. The vast majority of those properties have gone on to resell at the same prices to new buyers. So it provides a bit of a delay for our clients and a delay for us, but the same result will happen. And as you quite rightly say, there's a 20% increase in demand from now compared to pre-pandemic levels. So anyone calling a crisis needs to look at what normal really looks like because we probably haven't had normal for three years. Um, So if you make that comparison, we still have 20% more buyers than three years ago. And I would hasten to add a lot less stock is, is still on the market. So we're still in an extraordinary housing market position. I think it's also good to note on that prices coming down slightly would not really have much impact either because price have been so inflated because of the sheer volume. So even if it was a decrease of, say, 0.9%, it's still going to be more than pre-COVID levels. Absolutely. Miles and miles more. We're, We're probably seeing the gains of the summer that have been wiped off, not the gains of the last three years. So it's a very, very short amount of time. So looking at Rishi Sunak, or Richie Sanuk, if uh, if you're an American listener and uh, and Joe Biden fan, Richie Sanuk, well done, Joe. Um, just goes to show, doesn't it? Um, this guy was the chancellor throughout the COVID. Um, well, I suppose we're still in COVID. We're in COVID forever, but the, the the whole pandemic situation, the lockdown situation, and at the time proved incredibly popular. Uh, his policies of obviously scrapping stamp duty for a period of time supercharged the housing market. And it proved that he has an understanding that the housing market 
essentially runs the economy if you've got a healthy housing market you're going to have a healthy economy and their desperation to make the housing market move when other industries were closing probably shows where his head and his heart is there are other questionable policies like eat out help out which effectively um bring it back infected a nation um by pushing everyone into pubs together or oh, tristan's keen on it to be fair you know me mike two for one meal deals and uh, and everything that's available to you but i think he was also part of a government that introduced the white paper uh for leveling up and and landlords which i think if you listen back to our podcast with liam Connolly from robbery morris it caused a lot of stir and a lot of fear in people but when it actually comes down to it a lot of the policies potentially are very sensible i mean from liam's side he was not concerned about anything written in there Uh, the only uncertainty was it's not confirmed whether it's going ahead or not and some of the policies had to actually been removed as well Um, but i think the main one that people are still asking i think we should mention now is about the section 21 being abolished i mean as Liam said, it's a no-fault eviction. You're not going to get rid of a tenant for no reason. There's always going to be a valid reason behind that. But what is that reason? Is it rent to risk? Service Section 8. Is it because you want to sell? Well, with the new policy, there'll be changes in the Section 8 notice to, to be able to enforce that. So what's the reason behind not wanting it? Why are everyone getting so scared about getting rid of the Section 21? Because in my opinion, I don't know if you agree, and in Liam's opinion, I don't think it's going to have much impact. I think there's still going to be ways to get your property back if you need to. Um, and I think it's just the the media scaring people with it. Yeah, I think as long as there are fair reasons and means to regain possession of your property, as you said, because generally speaking, because you want to sell it, because you want to move back in, because you need it for family reasons, or because the tenant is either producing being being a nuisance or not paying their rent then i don't really understand what people have got to be fearful of removal of the section 21 section 21 is as you said just a no fault eviction it just it's it's kind of almost the lazy man's way of of doing it or the standard which will be more um direct now in saying this is why i'm doing it and whenever i serve a section 21 at the moment the first thing i tell a tenant is why the landlord's doing it because then they have an understanding of the landlord's position i've got a tenant moving out at the end of this month because the landlord needs to move back in and his his first question was is it definitely the landlord moving back in or are they reletting it to get more money and i can say absolutely for definite it's the tenant move it's sorry it's the landlord moving back in because the tenant was quite happy to pay more to to actually stay, so he was asking the open question. But I think I don't, as you say, I don't see any problem with it as long as it's executed in the same way. I'd be interested to know the listeners' views on that. So maybe mm. get involved on in our socials. I'll put a post on there, and I'd love to hear your view. But there's, it's not going to be a big issue in my opinion. But listen to Liam before giving your opinion, because I'll it might just well. change it. I'll post that as well. Don't worry. So. Here's the thing. We're, I don't know how many days into uh, Richie Sunak's reign as Prime Minister, um, but confidence has returned, absolutely no doubt. I'm not sure who does this guy's PR, but I think I'd employ them because the minute Liz Truss went into power, the whole world melted down as if... Stopped. Uh, yeah, uh, 
without her actually having to do any before quasi Quarting's budget before and, and and even when they reversed everything it was still in total meltdown rishi sunak's sort of strolled in in a hugo boss or more expensive suit done nothing and everybody seems happy again the FTSE 100's risen to pre um mini budget levels the pound against the dollar has risen to above pre mini budget levels um the mortgage rates have dropped half a percent in three days public borrowing is down i don't know as i said i don't know what it is behind rishi sunak that gives people the confidence his history is in the city so the city are likely to back him by by trade he's a hedge fund manager so the people of the city are going to back one of their own i don't know if that's one of the reasons what do you think i think his business mind isn't he like you said he's come from that background where he knows what he's talking about Clearly, the, the the market is confident, and like I said, all of those are up, which is a, a great benefit. But then look at the policies introduced as well, which has also supercharged the the property market. I think it's a a great a great asset. Um, I I think he'll do well personally. Um, but once again, I'd, I'd love to hear other people's view. But when when we had a kill a couple of weeks ago, he spoke very confidently on him. Unfortunately, Liz Trust when it went into a went into 10 Downing Street instead. But uh, I'm sure Akil will be happy. Um, and uh, if you haven't checked it out already, check out his podcast where he gives his views on it because he's he's very uh, speaks very highly of him. I guess in summary, every week we seem to come on and tell people the world's changed, the world's spun again. And, and it seems like a far, far more confident place in the UK to be putting your money. And if we're ever going to re, uh, reiterate if you ever meet a wealthy man, uh, which I'm still quite a long way from being, you'll see their portfolio as a mixed bag of property investments and and bonds and everything that goes that goes along with it. I don't see those people changing fast. And speaking to, or not speaking to, listening to a podcast from um, the head of a company called Beecham Estates in London. I don't know if you've ever come across Beecham Estates. They sell your one hundred million pound terraces. You know, nothing, nothing special. Little plug there. <laughs> Gary has no idea who I am. Trust me. <laughs> um, he's in the position that investing in London because the dollar buys you so much at the moment. Investing in London has never been a better time. So he's seeing fortunes of money being ploughed in by any economy which is dollar-based and that's not just the US that's a lot of economies which are dollar-based um, and as we know anything that happens in London tends to ripple out through the rest of the southeast so it's an interesting position because to, you know people are predicting 2008 to happen again 2008 for the prime market in London absolutely shut down and right here right now he's saying the the, the money is absolutely flowing into into London, so that's an interesting little nugget from uh, from someone at the very highest end. Well, according to Zoopla um, blog recently, well earlier this week actually, they predict that rates of mortgages will also decrease coming into twenty twenty three, and they reckon between four and five percent based upon the recent news that's that's been released. But seeing three high street lenders come down by 05 percent in a week. Um, just says it all from that. But the one thing that they have mentioned that everyone needs to be aware of is rates will never go as low as they were before. No. Po uh, less than 1% we were seeing, 1.25, 1 1.5, which you're just not going to see anymore. But 4 to 5%, 
is still a great fee. It's normal levels. Let's be yes. honest. We've had it yeah. so cheap for yeah. 14 years. This is normal rates now. And we're going to see this moving forward for, for a while, I should imagine. Yeah. I think it's important. So we've spoke about the sales market. We've sort of spoke about Rishi Sunat's policies previously and what this means for the property market. I think it's important to outlay what's going on in the property market because it is extremely busy still. Um, and I've got some stats here from Good Lords, which is our reference company that we work with. And they work with thousands of agents across the country. And they're the biggest provider that provide legislation updates, tenancy agreements, uh, and, and so forth on that. But if there's anyone to get stats from, it's live data of tenants moving into properties. Um, so the average rent in England rose by 13.7% year on year. That was as of last month. Obviously, this month's data will be updated next month. Um in terms of average rents, they're up by £170.36 for the southeast regions, which is where we cover. The national average currently sits at £1,420.17. That's quite high, but as we know, prices here are are higher than the, the typical uh, price across the country. You go up north and you're going to pay substantially less, and that's followed by London, London obviously being higher. Average rents are also down for the southeast region. They're down at 13 days, which the national average is 15 days. So that tells me that the time between tenants vacating, tenants moving in, or there's just less void periods now. And I mean, typically, if you go back last year, we was looking potentially 20, 21 days. So that's come down. 13 days is about the shortest it can actually physically ever get because a landlord will always need or want a seven to 14 day period of the property being empty so they can get in and make sure any maintenance is required. So 13 days effectively means zero Preparation in, in real in the real world, doesn't it? It's unrealistic otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise you get that's when the tenancy starts off bad. Tenant moves yeah. in, not being cleaned, there's damage um, and it's just the best way to start it off from that. But I think it's really good, it's really good insight to know that the property market is still very, very strong for lettings. Um, sales market is also creeping up. So if you are looking for an investment, don't be put off about the previous news. I think it's still a great place to invest your money, have an asset. The tenant pays the rent. It's free money that's being paid by that tenant's doing it. And look at the equity growth you'll see in 10 years time. Even if there is a dip in the market, you're not buying to sell next year. You're keeping it for 10, 12, 14 years and then flip it. So as Tristan said, do get involved in the socials. It is important. We do want to hear your opinion. We do want to hear your personal experience of what's going on, how your mortgage broker's finding things, what your plans are, whether the last six to 10 weeks have changed what you're doing or how you're planning to invest. Until the next episode, we'll catch you then. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They just have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year, yeah. but why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital yeah. gains tax and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast and we build a YouTube channel, somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.